You're listening to the Wave of Praise Christian Radio. Catch the wave. Catch the wave. and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, LJ Renee, what's going on? Anything going on in the news that you uh, find of interest lately? Yeah, it really is. I really, this whole week, you know, and even the latter part of last week, you know, about law enforcement, about those uh, officers that's been you know, gunned down and uh, the funeral that they had. I mean, you could see a sea of blue, just policemen lined up along the streets and they were showing their respect for their brother, so uh, brothers that were gunned down. Yeah, it is really sad, but what, what I thought about is what the dis- disrespect for law enforcement that people don't realize, and maybe they do, that these authorities are ordained by God. Um, in the scripture, Romans 13, 1, it says every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. But this is the part that really gets me in, in, in a verse uh, verse four. It says those in authority are God's servant for the good of society. But if you break the law, you have you have reason to be alarmed, for they are God's agents of punishment to bring criminals to justice. Why do you think they carry weapons? You are compelled to obey them, not just to avoid punishment, but because you want to live with a clean conscience. And so this is in the Bible, and they are really to be respected. Now, we do know that they're in every profession every profession there are people that are not right their hearts are dirty they they do things that are not right but yet this with the particularly the law enforcement is ordained of god and we are to respect it so when i see those things happening to the um the officers even some that just got killed yesterday you look at it and you feel for their families and you just look at the disrespect of law enforcement and you see the effects of it in our nation, the 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 um, there's no it seems like there's no law and order, no justice, and so you see that even as you look at the news and even probably in your own communities. Wow, yeah, it is so sad. Uh, I almost every week, sometimes multiple times a week, there's a story that one or two law enforcement officers have been. Uh, ambushed, killed in that line, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, something really senseless and sad. And I did see the one you're referring to where it was like a sea 
uh, I mean, just thousands, I mean, thousands and thousands. Yes. Yeah. And I, first of all, I thought what, what a blessing and an honor because at least the one I, I think we're talking about the same one. The one I saw, I think the guy was like in his 20s, like 20. Oh, both of them were. One was so, I mean, he hasn't been on the seven. He couldn't have been on the force very long is what I'm saying. He didn't mm-hmm. know all those hundred thousand people didn't know him because he's only 27. They didn't he didn't he didn't live that long, but they were honoring him because he was one of them. So so how about you? Is there any news of interest? Well, of course, I, I think the, the story of the police is, is sad and we've been praying for their families and mm-hmm. interceding for the police officers and all first responders. One of the stories, though, that that has really, you know, tugged at my heart. So uh, it's just so sad and tragic is the story of the Miss U.S., the former Miss USA, Ch- Chesley Christ or Christ uh, suicide in New York, where she mm. went up to the top of her uh, New York apartment building and jumped off the building, I think 29 floors to her death. Jesus. This lady was, well, she was former Miss USA. So she's beautiful young lady. I mean, just almost looked perfect, really. Attorney, um, newscaster or, or correspondence on extra, I think it was extra, just seemed from the outward appearance to have everything that anyone would wish for in life almost. And the saddest thing to me is that friend and family alike, every single one of them said no one had an inkling and idea Mm. that, that she was hurting. And I know I have been in that point of despair and felt, uh, you know, like you don't want to live anymore. Thanks be unto God that he said, you shall live and not die. And I pray, and we will do that before we end this show, we will pray against that spirit of heaviness and depression, that suicide and anguish and despair. And we will speak life over those who are listening to this broadcast, whether they listen to it uh, the first time it airs or the fifth time it airs, or someone sends it to them. We will pray life that the words we speak, that they are life and that the power of the enemy is arrested and uh, put put down because he has given us authority over the works of darkness. So I do pray for uh, this young lady's family. And more importantly, I I pray for those who are yet alive, that they remain alive and that they feel the power and the love and the goodness of God. And that just kind of gets into, kind of leads into the scripture that I want to read anyway. Uh, I want to read a verse out of Luke 15, and then if you would read uh, the verse that goes along with this, that's going to be in Ephesians, but in Luke 15, uh, I want to read, actually, I want to focus on verse four, but I'll read starting at verse three. It says, and it's talking about Jesus, and this is from the King James, and it says, and he spake this parable unto them saying, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 90 and nine in the wilderness and go after that one, which is lost until he finds it. And that's what we'll focus on. But I want to, I want you to read that verse 
in Philippians 3.12, but we'll talk about this clause of verse four from Luke 15 that says, until he finds it. Amen. And the scripture in Philippians 3.12, it says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. Amen. And can you pray before we um, start? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for just your word, for your word breeds life. Your word demonstrate, dear Father God, Lord God, and reveal, dear God, your love for us, oh Father, that you did not leave us, but with your loving kindness and tender mercy, you pursued after us, dear Father God, in the name of Jesus, and brought us back into the fold. We're grateful, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. I pray that those who are listening, dear Father, to this radio broadcast, that they will uh, understand and know that you love them and that, God, that you would, Lord God, leave those who are already in the fold to get those, to get them if they're lost. Father God, we just thank you in the precious name of Jesus Christ that your love is unconditional, oh God, that your love, dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth draws us to you. For there are many, oh God, that want to understand or don't don't understand your love, oh God, having questions about if you really exist, having questions about if they have any worth or there any value in them who are depressed, oh God, because they feel alone. So God, I pray in the precious name of Jesus that you would, Lord, God, pursue after them and never let them go. Oh God, I'm reminded in your word how it says that God, that you, oh God, came after us with a vengeance to deliver us from the hand of the enemy. And we're so grateful for that, Father. So, Lord God, give us the words to speak. Holy Spirit, work in us. Reveal to us what we should speak on. And, Lord God, that it minister to the hearts of the listeners. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Uh, Luke 15 and 4 again says, What man of you, if he has a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that which is lost until he finds it? Until he finds it. And make no mistake to my intent is to encourage your heart and to speak life over you. To make you to remember if you if you've already known but to know if you didn't know that the love of god is so deep and so broad and so mm. wide and you cannot escape it his love reaches you wherever you are it will find you in the in the valley it will find you in the alley it will find you in the dark it will find you in despair it will find you in loneliness wherever you are and whatever you are going through the love of jesus 
Christ will hunt you down, pursue you and apprehend you and give you the purpose, let you bring you into that purpose that God has preordained for you. And when you feel that tug, if these words are touching your heart, it's because the love of God is extending to you. And whatever you're going through, we talked about the young lady, the former Miss USA, who jumped from the 29th floor of a high rise to her death. Whatever you're going through, no matter how difficult, I don't know what you're going through. And I will go ahead and admit you may be going through things I could have never imagined and may not be able to endure myself. But the good news is he puts no more on any of us than what we are able to bear. So you can make this bold declaration that whatever is in my life, I can handle it because he makes sure that it would not get to you if you couldn't handle it. Mm. Now that me- that doesn't mean that I could handle what you go through or you could handle what I go through because that's why he didn't give you my burden and didn't give me your burden because I may not be able to handle yours and vice versa. But he makes sure that if it's in your life, you can handle it and you can make it through. The, the, the one word that's tucked in this verse that I really want to focus on, it says that if you have a hundred sheep and one of them gets away, you'll tuck the 99 in the wilderness in a safe place and you will go after the one. And it says, until, until hmm. he finds it. And that the emphasis on that word I heard during Sunday sermon, and it just rung in my spirit until he finds it. He relentlessly will pursue after the ones that are lost, your until. loved ones, your family, until he finds it. Now, listen, this isn't until he gets tired. This isn't until he gets sick of them. This isn't until they've rejected him five times. This is until he finds it. There is a relentless pursuit after those who uh, Christ loves. There is a tenacity, a tenaciousness that Jesus Christ follows hard after you. That verse that Uh, Luana read in Philippians in the King James, it says that I follow after that I may apprehend that for which also I have been apprehended. And we read it in the passion because it's a little more clearer, clearer to understand. But in the King James, it says, Jesus pursued me and he apprehended me. He arrested me. And I'm going to spend the balance of my days following after him that I may fulfill the purpose for which he has arrested my life. He Mm. pursued me relentlessly. Think about it for you that are saved. How many times did you tell your loved ones or those that were trying to win you to Christ? I'll come later. I'll come when I get better. Mm. I'll come when I get right. I'm not ready right now. How many times did you tell God just, you know, maybe next year, maybe how many times did you promise if you get me now, this is the one we do. If you get me out of this God I promise I'll come to church I promise I'll give my life to you how many times did you make that prop that hollow promise before you fulfilled it but he kept on pursuing you and kept on loving you and kept on kept on keeping on until mm. he found you and when he found you 
It's like that Sunamite woman in, in uh, Proverbs, when she is looking for the, the one whom her soul loved, it says when she found him, she said, and I held on and I wouldn't let him go. I, I wouldn't mm. let him go. Jesus will not let you go. He will not let you go. He loves you. And all he asks in return is for you to say, yes, Lord. Yes, yes Lord. Lord. Yes. Yes, 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 Lord. I, you know, two things, even as you were talking, is uh, I thought about the woman at the well. I thought about how Jesus um, went specifically down to Samaria to meet her. He even sent his disciples away to go, go get some food that he may minister to this woman that he met. And he absolutely changed her life. Not only did he change her life, but he knew her whole life story. Uh, and, and that's the way God is with us. He doesn't, he doesn't treat us like mere men would do. If they knew our life story, if they knew the oh, things that we would have been involved into, they would reject us. They would turn their back. Matter of fact, that's what the disciples, because the disciples' um, laws were, or the Jewish laws were, they had nothing to do with the Samaritans. But that's why but, she was drawing water when she was. It was the hottest hour of the day. But she mm-hmm. went when no one else was going to be there because of her shame and her guilt. Mm-hmm. But do you mm-hmm. remember what but he God said? Knew. But do you remember what he said when mm-hmm, he sent the mm-hmm. disciples away? He said, I mm-hmm. must need, I need go to go through That's Samaritan. right. He said, look, you, you go do what you got to do, but I've got something I must do. I got an appointment with a She doesn't know mm-hmm. it, but I got an appointment. Absolutely. This is one Absolutely. that has been lost. And I've, I, I know where she is and I'm going to find her. Today is her day. And I want to speak. I want to speak to those listening today is your day. God has come to where you are and mm. he has come to the, he knows what you've been, been into. He knows what you have done. He knows all of the filth and the degradation and the sin and the, you know, something about it though. It doesn't matter. She had been with all these men. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what she did and what you did. My sin is no cleaner than her Shh. sin. My sin is no better than her. Sin is sin is sin. When you know how pure and holy and righteous God is, how pure he is, when you have sinned, all sin is filthy, filthy. in his sight. So, so it's, it's not a degree of filthiness. All sin is filthiness. And we have all sinned and come short of his glory. And he saved us. Love that I, I love him so much because he didn't give me the third degree. You know, and look, I did it to my son too. I'm like, boy, go wash your hands. Boy, go clean up. Boy, go wash up. You know, you got some, you don't just come run, running in here with all that filth. Go wash your hands. Don't put your hand in the food and tea. You got so many rules. No, no, no. Jesus didn't have no rules. He said, come as you are. Come. And just like he told us that, he says it to you. I bid you come unto me all. All that are late, laboring and heavy and late. If you're going through, come to when David was distraught, when David was at the end of himself, the Bible says he went to the cave of Adullam and it said, Everybody, this is what God will do to you who who love him and know him already. It said, Everybody who was distressed and depressed and overwhelmed and in debt, they found their way to David. And because look, uh, birds of a 
feather flock together. Look, God will draw men to you, women to you, boys and girls to you so that you, he may heal them through you. The right. Says that David made of all those distressed, discontented people, a mighty army because he knew what, when you've been through, that's why that woman's story touched my heart. So, cause I've been there before when you bend down to rock's bottom and you meet other people that are now at rock's bottom, it, you know how to help them get up from where they are and help them to, you, you don't judge them harshly cause you know, Hey, not only uh, could I be where you were, I have been where you were. And had it not been for the grace of a wonderful God, I still would be where you are, or I'd be sleeping in my grave. So I'm compassionate to those who need Christ, compassionate to those uh, who are in, in, in despair and, and feel lonely and feel like their, their life isn't worth. I'm compassionate to them because I have been there. I have felt that. And I know the love of God that's scooped me up. He left the 90 and nine and he came, got me. And I'm coming right now as his servant, as his ambassador to get you, because I know if he did it for me and he's no respecter of persons, he will do it for you. Amen. I, I with another scripture that comes to mind too, is it says in Psalms, it says, if I make my bed in hell, if I send up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. And I'd like to say to those who. Uh, and, he, who and then they say, whither can I flee from thy presence? Where can Nowhere. I flee from thy, He said, if I took wings. As, and, he, and he said this, he said, sometimes, and I'm just paraphrasing. I feel like if I can, oh, if I could take wings of, of a dove and fly away. And I know that some of you probably feel that way. If I could just escape this affliction, if I can escape this situation that I'm in, if I can take wings and fly away and never come back. And even those who think that they've done some things that, that, that they could never be forgiven for, this scripture right here tells it all. If you think you're in hell, if you make, he is there. It's no place that you can go that he will not find you, will not touch you and not through other people. He's speaking even right now that he is pursuing you because he knows the very thought and intents of your heart. He knows what's motivating you. He knows what has been in your heart. He knows the things that you've been through. He knows the disappointment you just faced. He knows the loved ones you just lost. He knows the hunger that you have experienced. He knows the broken relationship with your parents. He knows all about your children, your broken relationship. He knows all that. And even if you've done the worst thing that could ever be done to an individual, he still loves you and pursue you. You know, there's some things even just recently people have done the harm that they've caused to other people, uh, kidnappings, murders and things of that nature that they have done. But don't you know that he still loves them? And don't you know he pursued them. He sent somebody by to let them know the love of God. Why? Because we would have no excuse that when we stand before him, that we can say, you didn't send nobody after me. I didn't know about this. That no one can have an excuse like that because he's such a loving God that he sends someone 
If he has to crawl up in your, your, uh, in your dreams, he'll come. My God. And, and it, you know, it, it, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just, I was just going to say, and, and when you continue down through this uh, Luke 15, he gives you several more examples of this same thing. If you think, oh, what, what, he, he wouldn't do this for me. He gives you more examples. He said, if, if a woman has 10 pieces of silver and mm-hmm. you know this is true, you, you, you got $10, <laughs> you lose one, you're going to go look for lose, that $1. Dollar. Lose the earring. You find it, you're going to be like, praise God, I found <laughs> it. And listen, she, she said she'll, she'll put a, she'll light a candle to find that thing. She'll look, basically she'll sweep the house to find that thing that's mm. lost. And he, she, he's saying, so will I. And then he, and then the best, I mean, the absolute best parable that exemplifies for me, that exemplifies the love of God is that of the prodigal son. Then he tells you, he, he tells you that the, the son goes off. He, he wants all of his inheritance. Uh, first of all, I think that's a bold thing. Anyways, you don't get it. Mm. I pass, but he, he gives him his inheritance. He goes and wasted on riotous living. And, and the father in the, in the parable, the father is, is looking for his son. He, he has to be looking for him. That's the only way he could see him afar off before he gets to him. The Bible says he's, he's looking for his son. And when he sees him afar off coming back home, because, because he'd been looking for you, he'd been waiting on you. He's been hunting you down. When he sees you afar off, headed toward in his direction, the Bible says he got up in the parable and ran mm. to greet his son. He got up and his son was filled. His son had been, they picked the, they, in this parable, God uses the most defiled, filthy thing he could to show you, you, there is nothing you have done that is beyond his capacity to love you. He said, this young man had been wallowing in the pig's pen. There is nothing more filthy than the pig's pen. And he had been wallowing in the pig's pen, eating what the, he, he would have, he said he would have feigned to eat what the pigs did eat. And he came to himself. And I pray even now, Lord, right now, father, let them come to themselves and hear the message of the glorious, powerful love of God. He came to himself and he said, in my father's house, the servants live better than this. And I'm going to go back home and maybe there'll be mercy. I want to tell you definitively mercy. There was great and grace is free. Pardon will be multiplied to you if you come to God today. The Bible says when the father saw his son afar off, he ran to meet him and he threw his arms around him. The son is filthy. The son stinks. The son is, is, is he has disgraced himself. He has wasted all of his inheritance. He is, he is unclean. He is everything that you would say, yuck, get away. But that's not what God says. God, in the parable, the father represents God. He wrapped his arms around him and loved on him. And not only that, not only does he wrap his arms and and God always shows you in more than one place. Not only did he wrap his arms around him and love on him, then he gave then he gave a command to his servants. He didn't look, he didn't farm out the love. He told his servants, go get him a clean robe. You know, let's throw a party for him. But when someone needed to love him and wrap their arms around him, that wasn't a servant's job. That wasn't even, he he didn't even 
farm that out to the brother because the brother had a problem. He needed deliverance. Mm -hmm. He said, I will get up from where I am. I'll leave the 99 and I will come get you. I will bring you home. I will wrap my arms around you and I will love you into the kingdom of God. That is what God does for you. And I'm telling you, just like he did it in the uh, representative of the father in the parable uh, of the of the one who left the 99, of the woman who was sweeping the house for the coin, of the prodigal, uh, of the father of the prodigal son, so it is is he will do it for you. Even he gives us another account uh, of Joshua, the high priest that comes before the throne of God. He is filthy and his garments are defiled. And the Bible says that God speaks to the host around. He said, take off his filthy garments and give him a robe of pure white. When God cleans you up and sanctifies you, when God cleanses you and forgives you, he takes away every remembrance because the Bible says, as far as the East is from the West, he'll remove your sins, he won't remember them no more. So he takes away the remembrance, everything that would remind you and him of your sin and anyone else of your sin. He removes the filthy garment. He cleans you up. And when he looks at you, when he presents you before the throne of God, you are clean and pure and holy. You are uh, sanctified. And, and that's how he, that's how he sees you. And that's how he presents you. We keep remembering what, and we let other people keep reminding us of what we used to be and where we come from. But God does not remind you and never throws it back in your face of what you used to be. He has already removed that as far as the East is from East. the West. He, he's not about the, look, he ain't, he never brought back up to that son in that parable. That son was never reminded by the father of that pig pen. He was never asked, you know what we do? Well, what'd you do with your money? How'd you spend that money? All your money gone that fast? Where you come from? How'd you get this dirty? What's that smell? No, 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 no. Wrapped his arms around him, loved on him, said, give him a robe, put a ring on his hand and let's throw him a party. God wants to celebrate you and throw you a party. If you will come to him the day you hear his voice, he said, don't harden your heart, but hear his voice, surrender your life and watch what God will do for you. He will pursue you until he finds you. So don't think that if you don't, if you don't respond today, that you can like, you know, turn off this and you're never going to hear from him again. He's going to pursue you until he finds you. And I'm telling you the place you never want to be is, uh, waking up in a place that's not heaven in eternity and, and realizing that you have missed the mark because you did not surrender to the voice of God. We want everyone. Heaven is big enough for hell was not made for you, by the way, mm -hmm. but it has enlarged itself because some of us have been hard headed. But hell was not made for you, not meant for you, but it will continue to enlarge itself if more people reject the love of God. I'm saying to you, say that that will not be you, but you hear his voice, you surrender your life and you receive his great love. And you know, what it comes to me too, when we hear the word until, and I, I thought about um, the backslider and you know, the backslider is that one that was once in, 
you know, in love with God, the one that received God, the one who received salvation, but due to circumstances, situations or whatever happened, uh, he backslid, he uh, went away from God. But the scripture says, in Jeremiah says, I'm married to the backslide. Mm. And not only that, when you think about giving an example, I was reading it the other day, Hosea, when he told him to give an example to Israel that his love was so deep, he told Hosea, Hosea to go marry the prostitute. And no matter what she did, he loved her. God made him go back to get her. And that was an example of his love that he was showing to Israel. And in this scripture here, it talks about that I married unto you. This is what it says. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Mm. And he, and he, use, he uses a, I, I, he does this so strategically and so, because, you know, God is wise. He is wisdom. He, he, he uses a prostitute to show you. It's the Come thing on. we think is detestable. It's the repulsive. thing we have shunned. It is things we think is repulsive. It's the person we would never want to be associated with. And he's, he shows us over and over and over again, bring me your ragged, your weary, your worn, mm. your torn. Bring me your destitute, your defeated, your rejected. Bring them to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Come unto me. I will give them rest. The woman at the well, I understand you've been sleeping around, but guess what? I've got a, I got good news for you. I came to seek and to save those who were lost. The, the, the hole and the well do not need a physician, but the sick need a physician. Those who, those who have never uh, been lost, they don't need me to come do nothing for them. But guess what? All of us were, are in need of a savior. All of us are in need of God to come and rescue us. So we we are like that woman at the well. We are like that uh, the coin that has been lost, the sheep that has gotten away, the prodigal son that has wasted his living. That is us. And God is come to say, I am here, the life giver, the life sustainer. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He's not a way. He is the way. I want to make that super clear to you. He is not a truth. Come on now. The truth. We keep going through this foolishness and I call it foolishness. Speak your truth. Listen, there is a truth. There is the truth. That, that is it. He is the truth. He is absolute truth. And that's all you got to know about it. If you mm -hmm. want truth, you got to go through Jesus Christ. If you want the way, the way is through, there is no other way, no other truth besides Jesus Christ. So you want the truth? You want to know the way? His name is Jesus Christ, the living God. And, and he's still here. He's still the life giver. He's still the sustainer. And he's still delivering sin sick souls. Mm, my God, that is so powerful. I'm just just sitting here meditating. And, and I just really feel even from the time of prayer, I felt the love of God overshadow and that that it is important that we demonstrate the love of God and 
you know, we even have to, and I even pray that uh, for myself as well, that as we are asking God to use us, uh, use our giftings, to use us, uh, to draw people, then um, this is the love. We got to have the, the love to, to be able to meet those people, to meet the people where they are and to minister unto them. If you remember in John 4, after the woman was convinced that this was Jesus, the Messiah, she goes back into her own town and says, come see a man. Come and he told me everything that I ever done. And so that was her, that's when your heart is converted, that you go and say, come see a man. Or, you know, because Christ is now in you, you demonstrate who he is. He manifests himself through you to, to others as well. And so then you're able it, to make that bold declaration in the word of God that says, I am not ashamed of the oh, come on. of Jesus. Look, when he, when he done brought you out and delivered you and helped you out of your horrible pit, when he has been the light, the love and the joy of your life, you, you will make that declaration. No one has to prompt you. No one has to ask you. You will just like, like that woman, come see a, come see a man. Listen, I know I used to not show my face around here because I was ashamed, but he done done some stuff in my life that I didn't think could be done. Come oh, see God. a man that I, that told me everything that everything. I've ever done. And, and that's what you'll be saying. You'll be saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you realize that it is the, the power, power of God, God unto salvation to everyone that will believe he is the power of God unto salvation. And you can receive him this evening. You can receive him as you're listening to this broadcast and let us usher you into that. The love of God is so broad and so wide and so deep and so miraculous. It is unconditional. It is unending. The love of God has been shed abroad into our hearts for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth upon him should uh, not perish, but have eternal life. He has left the 90 and nine to come get you. You are the one, you are the one. And he loves you this evening. He loves you this morning. He loves you this afternoon. Dear God, may all those who hear these words feel the tug of God at their heart and experience the love of God like you have shown us and demonstrated to us every day of our lives. We thank you for looking beyond our faults and meeting our needs. We thank you, God, for loving us and rescuing us up from that horrible pit. We thank you, oh God, that you scooped us up when no one else wanted anything to do with us, when we were filthy and undone, wretched and unclean. Father, when we, Father, didn't have anyone that would even tend to our wounds, but you came and you father wrapped your skirt of love around us. And you father bore us, uh, uh, bore our sickness and our disease, carried us to a place father, where we would be safe 
covered us with your loving kindness. And we say thank you this evening. And the same great, mighty, miraculous, holy, unconditional love wherein you have loved us, you continue to love all those, oh God, who have yet to come unto the saving grace knowledge of Jesus Christ. But we thank you this evening, God, that your word is speaking to them and drawing them in Jesus' name. I thank you that it is searching under the rock and through the alley. It is finding them in the pit, Father, in the palace, finding them in the boardroom, finding them, God, uh, on the tennis court, finding them, God, in the movie theater, in the drug house, finding them, God, in their bedroom and living room. Wherever they are, this word is reaching them and finding them, and they know how great a love you have extended and demonstrate to them, Father. And there is nothing you would not, could not, and have not done for them. So we thank you now for the salvation of their souls. We thank you that you not only save, but you make them whole. We bind the spirit of depression and suicide we bind the spirit of loneliness and despair that would come to tell them the lie that their life is not worth living. We thank you for exposing the father of lies, for sending every lying damnable spirit back to the pit of hell in Jesus name. We speak life over them. They shall live and not die. We thank you, oh God, that they shall hear the word of God, that you have unclogged their spiritual ears, that you have removed the blinders from their heart, that they can see and perceive that the love of God is for them, that the goodness of God pursues after them, and that you, oh God, are here to save and deliver them. We thank you now. You, Father, have left the 90 and 9. You have come pursuing the one. We thank you now that every single person listening to this broadcast can make this declaration. I am the one. He loves me with an everlasting love and I give my life to him. We thank you now in Jesus name. Amen. No more Jesus. I need just yeah. a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Thank you for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. You're listening to the Wave of Praise Christian Radio. Catch the wave. Catch the wave.